Hello and welcome to Savanting the Idiot. I'm Sensational Sense, and as always, my co-host. I'm Death Metal Douglas. Death Metal Douglas. As always, Douglas. like he just said. <laughs> so, Doug, what Unless do you got? I come for up us? with a new name, but I don't think that's going to happen. What do you mean uh, a new uh, name? A new nickname. I, I you what, know, there's. What do you mean? Like I had a bunch of other DMD? nicknames before. I mean, yeah, you I have was, a lot of. Yeah, I, mean, I had a couple you're, others. You're, you're Death Metal Hellface. Douglas. I had one oh. called Hellface and in the nineties. DMD, Hellface. Yeah. I, I don't dig Hellface. I like. I like. Yeah, I well, like you much better as. I have DMD. Huntsville guys still calling me Hellface. One was when I was talking on Facebook a couple, uh-huh. like a night or two ago. My friend was going back and forth, and he still calls me Hellface. He can't. He can't. You know, acclimate himself to the whole Death Metal Douglas vibe. I'm still Hellface. He's known to you him. for Hellface yeah, I mean, for yeah, so long. Yeah, he was long. around when I was a Hellface. So there well, you go. Well, I wasn't around then. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, all I do know is Death he's Metal a weird Douglas. guy. I'll tell you about him one day. He's just. Man, I wish you would. Something else. So, what do you got and, in store um, for us this well, I, um, glorious fine day? Well, DMD. You know, well, um, we've got a. Uh, her name is Katherine Anderson. She used to put out this magazine in the in the 80s. I used to get it at the record stores and stuff. It's called Go Gold Coast Gold Coast Live. And right. uh, I looked her up on Facebook a couple months back or th- a few months back, I guess. All right. And I found her and because uh, I, I was trying to figure out who did the magazine. All right. You know, I, I didn't really know like this other magazine that I have, this alternative rhythms. I met the guy. His name was Sam Rosenthal. He uh, he went cool. on to start a, a gothic record label called. Uh, um, oh, God, I forgot the name. But anyways, um, um, you know, he you know, I met him in the 80s that he worked at Peaches or whatever. Yeah, we're and, taking uh, it back to the old school. Yeah, eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, are so cool. back to the revolution yeah. summer again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I anyway. didn't know that was. It's so funny because you know, I guess we talked about the whole emo, the birth of emo and stuff yeah. was revolution summer. But yeah, we've talked. It's funny because uh, that here and there. Yeah, Ian McKay hated that shit. But anyways, um, um, the uh, you know, so uh, I you know I. When I've been, you know, I'm I'm like one of those people, you know, I've gotten a lot of rid of a lot of things, but I kept a lot of things too. All right. Like I got rid of a lot of albums I had when you knew first knew me. I had like giant piles of them. Yeah, but we then, talked um, about that. It was like I know yeah. you had like but a, then the whole I, apartment I, full I of albums. I never got rid of my magazines. I've never thrown anything away. You could see these how. Yeah, they're literally like pretty if I could describe yeah. this to, to that the was part of the reason right why I wanted to find the, whoever put this out in the first place because it's like I kind of want to like throw these out right at now, some point. He's clutching know? in his hands, yeah. like th- th- they're so old. These magazines that they're like, yeah, you know, they're, they're like decrepit, turning they, orange. And they stuff. look like pirates. some of the stuff like falls off. But like they look in, like they I, were rolled up in scrolls. I'm hoping and it doesn't make a mess while we're here in a pyramid, you know. And and hoping hopefully they won't like disintegrate as he's trying to read some of them. <laughs> but that that's how old they look. But you but, know uh, he's the thing about I, I liked about the magazine and, and how I liked about what I liked about off the beaten path with Bob Slade is you know they did the national acts that were underground, but they did local stuff too. Like for instance, they got the Minutemen on the cover. Yeah. Well, this this is that's from gnarly. November of nineteen eighty five, and um. The, uh, you know, the the guy died, you know, D. Boone died in a, in a van crash, I think, like, right after this magazine came out. And um, and then they've got local people on the cover, like this metal band Tough Luck 
And this other one I have, it's, it's got Ruby Cadillac. Right. I've got, I have, I'm friends with her on Facebook. And uh, so I was just like, I need to find out who's doing this magazine. I need to make a little search or whatever. Okay. So I went through some of the names and stuff, and uh, I finally found Katherine Anderson. But when I first looked at her Facebook site, it looked like she hadn't posted it in, like, years. All right. And I was kind of – I put in a request, and I was thinking, well, sometimes people – they, she's gonna freak out when she hears this, but like I, I already told somebody cool. else this that one, yeah. one of her other friends, and uh, I thought, well, like, man, what if she's, you know, what if she died or something, you know? Yeah. Because like, well, I mean, that's always a possibility. Yeah, it's because not like it looked that- like she hadn't made a post for like. Uh, for like three or four years, but or it's even not that. necessarily. But some people don't put their most recent stuff up until you become their friend. So I was trying to make the point yeah. that it's not necessarily that you're being morbid. It's just that you're being realist, realistic. Yeah, it's like you know, a lot of times with these generations, they don't expect people or us to live past forty. And if you do, you're like already yeah. a fucking dinosaur. And anything past forty is amazing to, to some well, of these I t- I, generations. They're like, oh, well, I told you're you still all. alive. What do you mean you're still alive? And you're actually commenting on something relevant. Yeah, and you're like, you know, who, who fifty or whatever. It's well, I like, was that's, that's I was married for a few years. And my yeah. wife died of cancer, and it's like yeah, she's so. still got a Facebook con- thing up. Yeah, condolences. It's but, but it, yeah, it's been like four years already, and she's still got a Facebook page up. So I mean, that's kind of my mentality when someone hasn't posted in a long time. Yeah, but, but all then that when you become friends like, with them, it. some of the new stuff comes up. But I think what it is is she's got the go Gold Coast Live thing separate from you know her her personal site. And um, you know, and and there's there's more. Yeah, she's got, she's posting she's got, stuff a lot. She, you know, and, she's got um, her own personal site, like a lot of us do. You know, this and then is you yeah. this site, and then then you got a site that you manage. Kind of like is, we've got Savanting the idiots. Yeah, from us she's got whatever. her own yeah. thing that she's committed to, and yeah. her commitment is to remind people of the scene that existed here yeah. in the eighties. Exactly. You know, so and she's on. open. She's also open, and this is. You know, whoever's listening to this, if you're playing in a local band now, she wants people to like maybe send her stuff and put put it put it up. She's not it's just totally into cool. putting up stuff that's from this era. She, hell, I mean, she wants me to put some of our stuff up when we're ready. So yeah, which is know, not with, saying with that she's Rayleigh. so yeah rigid or trapped in time where she's no, saying, not oh, you all. know, I'm just this. I'm just solely dedicated to. What was going on at this point of time? She, but has you an have open to mind. find her though. She ain't gonna be looking for you. So yeah, it's kind of like I you, get that. The, as well. the, the, the whoever you, you guys out there, if you want to like take advantage of it, you look up Gold Coast Live. Yeah, you and know, if, if you got if something you, new, yeah, something that's spawning your memory or something that was going on in those times. Not that they had to be going on at those times, but the, but they would resonate and they would relate and they would be. In cohesion, what with a lot of what she posts, it's like you could get posted, and you could, you could jar the memory of some people because you might have videos that that are fucking priceless, like yeah. of the eighties, you know, fucking performing. She's got a few of them up at now. The I edge, made comments on, you know, when it was the edge, you know, or whatever club that you want to mention from the eighties that was prominent. It's so funny in Miami and Fort Lauderdale. As far you know? as the time period that she was putting out this magazine, I don't know when the last issue came out, but like it first came out in 85, right when I was a couple months before I started listening, you know, getting into all the music. You know, this other magazine, Alternative Rhythms, went back to 82. 
My, I'm holding up the first issue that I ever had. It's got Dim Things on the cover. He's a drummer, multi-instrumentalist. Right. Dim Things Shine. I jammed with him once. He, he, he likes virtuosic bass players, which you know I'm not. <laughs> he was, so he wasn't Selling really Selling himself But um, this there. is like the June 85 issue and stuff. And this is what got me started with a lot of that stuff. With I the think local... I got the, I, Exactly. Magazine but I still scene. think I got the Spin Magazine probably a month or two after these. It's like all that I had four things coming up at me at once. We only mentioned two uh, a, a while back, Off the Beaten Path and Spin Magazine. Well, the other two things are right here, Gold Coast Live and Alternative Rhythms. And then so there's there was- Catherine Anderson and then there's Sam Rosenthal. He's got uh, – he, he, his, his label is called Project – Okay. And it's spelled differently, and he puts out a lot That's of gothic stuff. So, like any dark wave people out here that are listening, yeah, to this, when you pro- say label, they probably you're already know about, about his record label. Yeah, a label still that's a still in existence. Oh yeah, they did okay. real well. They you're sell, not talking about something like outdated it's, from a. It's like underground gothic 80s stuff. Magazine, but okay. he he ended his tenure with this magazine on a pretty negative note. He really did not have a good. Um, uh, thing about um, South Florida. He thought that like people were still too much into hardcore. They were not enough into this, that, and the other. He didn't think people were diverse enough. Yeah. So he moved. Ironically, right? He moved it's to like, L.A. or he moved imagine somewhere. Imagine if he could put himself in to, to this point in time. It's like <laughs> you think you didn't like South Florida then? Yeah. It was a utopia back then. <laughs> compared, I guess, to, to the environment now. Yeah. I Jesus don't. I mean, Christ. You, I, you could say that. I no, guess. No, I, I could say it and mean it. And and it's fucking fun. Well, the thing with the the difference between the two magazines, and it's funny. I've gone back and forth with Catherine about uh, this. She's she's kind of more into the indie and the new wave and the punk, mm. but her magazine covered metal bands, anyways. Now, whereas Sam Rosenthal, he was like, I don't like the kind of music. That I'm not going to put it in the magazine. Yeah, particular. But he's got. All different types of magazines, but you're not going to see metal in his magazine. He, he just wasn't, wasn't into metal. He wasn't a show like us, where like we're about the scene in general, yeah, and not like taking up flags or whatever. We're just like if you're a real fucking band that plays any kind of fucking rock and roll, as long as you're that good it, at what you yeah, do, that's that, all that matters. That's what we're what that we are out. supporting. That that's that's the kind of show that we're about. But then again, I mean. I dare say we might be the only show like that because mostly everybody's like, oh, I'm death metal, I'm this metal, or I'm this rock, or I'm this, that, and that, and that. And we're not drawing... I'm in this box. Yeah, yeah, we're not drawing fucking boxes. You know why? Because South Florida is too small to draw that kind of fucking well, scene. Well, I just mentioned what was on the covers of Gold Coast Live, but these alternative rhythms, it's like, okay, there's Dim Things. He was a local guy, yeah. and he was really obscure. And uh, he didn't play too many live shows. But then you got Robert Fripp at King Crimson on the cover of this one. And he's one. holding these up as he's saying them. Yeah. Like, I could see. I, I'm, well, I'm, soon yeah. we'll get video. I'm looking, at the, be, I'm looking yeah. at the audience. And he's like, yeah. yeah but, like, but like a camera I'm, or something. I'm benefiting from it. I'm getting to see but, um, these, then these we got, magazines as he's holding them up. He's got Gene Loves Jezebel on one cover. And, you know, I just have three of these magazines. But he had a bunch of them and stuff. And uh, this... I think he the last issue we put out was either this one or another one. I think this is oh yeah, this is it right here. 
It says, well, the hell with it. There is no point anymore in whining or complaining. Alternative rhythms is history. Another soon-to-be-forgotten attempt. The point becomes moot. That's not a very positive, like, I mean, there's a yeah. bunch of stuff after that, but he's just basically, you that's can, you can, the last issue. You can you know? sense the despair I don't really, I really don't know what the last <laughs> issue of Gold Coast Live was, and I had less of a personal connection with it because I didn't know Catherine no, back then. I get, so. I get that, but that's... Yeah. Shout out to Catherine again. Yeah. She's got us uh, on, she got our podcast mm-hmm. number five on, which is about, you know, off the beaten path and Bob Slade. And, um, yeah, which is, and then of course we got phenomenal. Ray from Load coming in next week because, you know, Bob, Sla- Bob Slade was their Spoiler. manager. Well, it, it's alert. connected. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> he became a band, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it's fine. But, oh, well. at, at, but as we go on and we're talking about, Florida local uh, magazines that, you know, of course, the whole of the world is not familiar with the Florida scene, which I, I happen, even though it's like peculiar, and it, and if you've grown up in it, you've gone through the changes that it takes you through, but it's still unique as opposed to any other scene. So it produced many voices. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't say many voices, but it produced a few voices, which were... We're like, we're, we're zombie voices right now. It's avanting the idiot. We're like trying to resurrect the voice that maybe everybody forgot. And then we're going to try to remind you. It's not just those two magazines. What about Jam and, and Rag? Yeah, there's other stuff. Yeah, well, I read Jam? Rag when I was in middle rag, school. Rag, exactly. Yeah, rag Magazine was in middle school. Okay. I don't have any with me, but it's like, yeah. But you remember out. those, but those, nonetheless. But the weird voices thing was... Is rising... Well, the earlier South Florida. the earlier rag magazines were mostly they didn't write too they didn't write about that many local bands. It was mostly national acts. Yeah, and they had a few in the record review section. You might have a couple local write ups, but stuff. they were a local magazine. Yeah, they were a local about magazine. Yes, yes. M- well, these other acts. magazines had national and, and yeah. acts and mixed Which with they locals. They mix it up. Which well, jam I mean, magazine you want to get was the opposite? To read the magazine. You can't just put a bunch of bands no one's ever heard of, well, even if they're in the area. Grand, you know, to get people into the local stuff, you gotta have the national stuff first. Just the tip. It's kind of like you know when you go to a concert, it's like the Ramones. Okay, they have this band called Lodo to bring it up, and now it's kind of like okay, you're gonna find out about them, and and you'll you know, or yeah. you're gonna find out about Amazing One Grace or the Drills opening up for. You know, uh, whatever hardcore band is headlining at the Cameo Theater back in the day. You no, know? I totally get it. Like you're, you're exactly right, and I agree. Like Jam was more for the local. I've uh, seen bands a. Cu- I think I might we, have a couple of their uh, issues. With Jam, we submitted our own local bio, and of course, you know, we're just doing that it was like mid to late. That was like nineties, mid nineties, or early or 90s. maybe earlier or whatever. But Dust to Dust is like the earliest manifest manifestation of a band that i was actually in with with philip and he was the bassist and we've gone through different you know throughout the years before you know it went on to become uh, chalk and and everything else that maybe local people might have heard of but when we were just 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 dust to dust i mean we went through a, a few guitar players and then uh cal Man, he was just a Yeah, that sounds kid. like my army years. I mean, we were we were yeah. 16, but Cal was like like 14. But Cal, his dad was also happened to be from Puerto Rico, but he was like a, a musician that gigged in the circuit at that time. Yeah. So, of course, he wanted his son to follow in his footsteps. Not that he was pushing it on Cal. Cal 
actually had a love for the guitar. He was just doing what he yeah. was doing, you know, because he wanted to do it. But his dad would drive all the way from Miami Beach. We were in the homestead. Yeah. So his dad would drive almost an hour to take Cal over here. And like I said, Cal was like younger than us. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like dust to dust, we actually we we were we performed in a few places like Chili Peppers in Miami Beach at the time. Yeah. And I could go through that whole story. But, you know, there was this kid that wanted to be our manager. He was older than us. He was like 21. He made us sign this fucking contract. He said, wow, we were going to be big. And he told us that we, and he had lined up a concert. He was like, you guys are going to open up for live. We didn't even know who live was at the time. You know, oh, so that was 91. So I was right. That was about 91. (laughs) 91, 92. Like we didn't even know who live was, but we were. But they were just catching fire, right? Exactly. As that was exactly. So first, this, you're talking about the first album, yeah. Yeah. I remember so that. so we were. Still, I was in the army still when that happened. I yeah. That, but with us, you know, we we were just wild-eyed kids and thinking the the whole world was in front of us. But we live were, you on know, stage with love. Yeah. We, exactly. <laughs> so, weird and at that have. time, you know, of course, every other other band like like Marilyn Manson. In the meantime, in the interim, <laughs> they were busy getting famous because, of course. Um, um, Marilyn Manson, you know, he was, she started out, you know, whatever he was doing in college, he wanted to, he, he got into journalism and yeah. he actually got to. No, I know how the he, whole. He got to interview uh, now, uh, Trent Reznor. That and was by in the Jam time, Magazine. Which magazine was that in? Because I don't really quite remember. Jam I was magazine, gone when that Dust happened. Dust to Dust. I mean. No, I mean, the, the interview that he did with Trent was in oh, one of these magazines. It might have been. I'm not saying that tonight, it was. Tonight was another I magazine. Away. I got right? carried Am I away. Because you're reeling me back in, and that's the whole point of these magazines. It's like South Florida had a lot of Wasn't there local... one called Tonight Tonight or something like that? I don't remember I don't, that. I, might I got, remember I the ones that, that you one you re- referred to, which are two magazines, and then I was talking about like Jam and Rag. There, those were, yeah. uh, you know... And other. I wrote an article for RAG about that band Flying Lutenbockers, but that was in, like, uh, 2002, I think, or 2003. All right. I never wound up writing anything else for them. I was going to do a, about a local band called the Baby Robots. I was going to interview Robots. their singer. And, um, you know, I, that fell through because I just didn't really... They didn't... I, I sent them, like, the early part of that... Uh, interview. They didn't like it, and they never called me back. So I just did that one article that that stuff that you were showing me last time I was here. Okay. Um, about the Flying Lutenbachers. They played Churchill's in like 2002. Two bass players, drummer, is the leader of the band. Yada yada. But um, yeah, that was my only time. I, I and they were called. Ro- they changed to South Florida Rock Scene or something like that. But they were still called Rag Magazine back there. So I could actually say I wrote one article for Rag Magazine. So. Well, I mean, you're quite a writer. Like that's I kind of an. Time. It, well, that the magazine's I mean, kind of iconic as far as like the earlier in, incarnation of it in the but, early '80s. But you got one in there exactly the i can say i yeah. had one in there and you've they, written for new times you've written for numerous no i did one review for new times and was on the cover yeah, i didn't I know, know they were gonna put the monster magnet review in there they didn't tell me they were but gonna there do was that. a time they gave me a choice like they're writing. like either you become a reviewer or you're gonna be on the cover i picked being on the cover and then they just took my monster magnet review and threw it in there anyways i didn't know they were gonna do that so yeah, I thought it was going against their rules that they imposed. Oh, but then yeah. they were just like, oh, yeah, we're going to put your now review in. Now you've piqued in my and, interest. I'm yeah. like, let's let's just put a yeah. break in that. Do you remember any of the review of Monster Magnet? 
I wish I had it on me, but wow. I, it's, it's but in my computer somewhere. In my, I was wondering uh, my if you remember like a brief synopsis or whatever um, you had to say about I, Monster Magnet well, I can, at the time. I, you know, I was really in. It was the the album, which uh, it was the album they put out in two thousand four, because I was on the cover in November. They they put there was supposed to be one of Is those this be- before. There was one of those big they festival. invented the comic book cap the character supersonic. Oh, oh, I fucked up the name. I don't you know, know when that do. was either. Supersonic, megasonic, uh, warhead. That, actually, it's probably after that. Yeah. Warhead, which they no, actually that's, that's invented. No, that's 90s. This is 2004. This is okay. like uh, I know a lot a of you later. motherfuckers don't know that, but just in case, if you don't know, now you know. Monster Magnet, that's where you get that fucking name for from the X-Men. Anyway. Just yeah. look it up on your own, but go on. You know on, what's though. funny, and I none of us are born hip. <laughs> that I didn't know that. <laughs> so and I'll and I'll cop to it. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah, but but think of this: like I discovered it not too long. Like Dur- Doug turned me on to Monster Magnet. It was, of course, we we're in a band. We're brand new members. So we're excited. It's like, have you heard this band? And and then he tells me, well, have you heard this band? And we're exchanging bands, bands, bands. That's what people it, yeah. came up to us and of told course. us we sounded like. So I was just like, okay, yeah. well, let's get familiar with what. So people he are gave saying. me a Monster Magnet CD, and of course that led me down a whole nother rabbit hole. And before you know it, I fucking come through fucking Baptist. <laughs> I'm a changed man, as it were. I'm trying not to exactly the name of that album a, a monster magnet, you know, you know, fanatic, but of course a strong supporter. And what the fuck monster magnet does? And all of you fucking ex people with that Deadpool <laughs> that are Deadpool fans, you then you owe some homage. You do do the research. The guy's almost do seventy the research, years old. And he- monster magnet. Their lead singer, Dave Wendorf, he's uh-huh. almost 70 years old, and he's still playing in the band and doing concerts. Yeah. Born in 1956. And the guy's a legitimate No, he's like 60, star. in his 60s, but yeah, he's, and he doesn't look as old as he is. You know, it's so funny. Yeah, Age well. I remember Like reading, a fine wine. <laughs> I, I remember like going, looking at one of their videos a long time ago on YouTube or something, and like, these ki- these people were commenting back and forth. They were like trying uh-huh. to guess Dave Windorf's age. All right, and I was thinking they were guessing ages that were like three years younger than me. And I'm like thinking he didn't start a fucking band when he was like 11 years old. I don't <laughs> think, right? No, and I then know. I come I to find out saying. he was born like in the 50s. I'm, a, you know, yeah, which that's pretty long ago. Which what you're trying to that's say? That's the police that had a song called yeah. "Born in the 50s." But he on was the first ahead album. of his time. In other words, like yeah. you get this vision for what you want to do musically, and even though it might not coincide with any of the status quo that's going on at the time, you just you're gonna stick to that vision, and then you go forth. And then it's so funny because then time passes you by because you might be ahead of. The curve at that time, yeah. but then as time marches by, then you're behind the curve because then probably people will had look a... at you in the rearview mirror and they're like, "Oh, this is just you know some '60s or '70s type music," but it's not fair to 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 do it in that vein because it's not. It's just I it wonder... stands alone in and of itself. You got to you know? figure in 1986, he was already 30 years old. And the first Monster Magnet album didn't come out in 92. He probably had to lie to the record labels. Oh, yeah, I'm 25 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, whatever. you're not. And I'm like, <laughs> you're like 37. You know? They don't want to hear that shit. 
Paul Westerberger, the replacements, he was already like touring and yeah. stuff. They said he was 28 when he was really 30, and that was like, you know, five albums in. They Which, just don't want people to know that sometimes people learned, are a little older, you know? You're no, not, lesson learned. Not everybody is 19 and 20. But sometimes a fucking people number. are 30 years old. Yeah. Age ain't nothing but a goddamn number. Yeah. What you need to hear is fucking energy. And do you resonate with that energy? Exactly. And sometimes that energy is fucking eternal. So if you're listening to an eternal energy stream maybe you might want to plug into it and fucking worry less about the age that might represent wherever whatever you know is the channel that that's coming from so well yeah, i mean look at ozzy osbourne when he's in black sabbath he's only 20 year, years old when they started becoming popular uh-huh. ronnie james dio by the time he joined black sabbath yeah he was almost 40 years old he's probably like 38 or 39 and you know he was yeah. he's, he was older than the average Rolling Stones member. That's how old, he was sixty nine when he died. So it's like, damn, you know. Some people yeah. get started a lot later, but I guess they have to lie to the record company how old they are. Yeah, because you know, give everybody them like a faith wants birth certificate or something. Everyone I don't know. wants to obsess over the actual <laughs> age and rather the content. Because yeah. if you just listen to the content and forget who's producing the content, it wouldn't matter. It, let's just hypothetically, let's just go fucking full re- retard and say, oh, vampires do exist. And there was just this vampire that happens to be 3,000 years old. But he's he looks been, like he's 23. Yeah, <laughs> and, but he's been in the music scene the whole <laughs> yeah. fucking time. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter that he's like 3,000. started like yeah. in the renaissance. Yeah, it's like, but he's been, he's been in the main vein the whole time. It didn't matter that he's, you know, 3,000 years old and any produces this fucking record and you didn't know priorly that he happens to be 3,000 years old and you listen to the record and he's like, fuck, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers. If you don't know, now you know. That's the fucking truth about anything. It, yeah. it has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with energy and projections of energy and where you're vibing and where you're at. You're you're only as old as you fucking think you are and, and as old as you believe you are because you know shit if if not anything this fucking podcast is a testament to that you you hear our voices and and you don't shit yeah but we're, we pretty much tell everybody how old yeah how old we that's are. what i'm trying to say it's like hear my <laughs> yeah. voice hear my young voice and then label me it is a 46 young sounding voice i have years. to say yeah uh, but yours is too it's like we don't sound fucking old you know what because we're not fucking old you fucks <laughs> that it that's my point yeah that's my point exactly that i don't want to grow up <laughs> and descendants. i don't want to grow up i'm a toys r us kid no, we I'm- got a million toys of toys r us that i could play with you're <laughs> grown up and told what to do I refuse to be like you. You're a fool. Descendants. For real. That's enough of that. But yeah. No, um, that's awesome. Yeah. But- oh, wow. I didn't. I sang it in tune. I guess I still have a voice left. You might. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I don't smoke as much as I used to either. So as far as that goes. I. Um, but anyways, um, back to, uh, you know, um, yeah, like I said, you, you, like or like you were saying, the, the the whole age thing. But it's just, I think part of what it is is like some of the musicians, if they're already in the industry and they're already doing something, 
Like even if they're on an indie label, but they're on the road and they've they're already like mm-hmm. kind of like have like a the age doesn't matter as much. But like a young band that's just getting started, they have no connections and stuff. Usually the larger record labels, like the major ones, they don't want them to be a day over like twenty two. Well, and there's a specific reason for that. It's because they can manipulate and mold these ignorant fucks. It's because and, and get them to write hit you're songs, young, whether they like it dumb, or not. Dumb, full of cum, and you don't understand what it is that they're presenting to you. Where we're where we're a threat is that we could still represent that energetic youthfulness, but we are independent totally. Where we could actually have wisdom. Yeah. But the thing that we that separates us, even though that we can present things in a very energetic young package we have fucking wisdom there's no one that's gonna come in and manipulate us and say oh you're gonna have to say this or you should say that or you should that the manipulation that's why in the old days the old music business was catered to young people it wasn't just because they wanted something young and fresh all the time it it was because they wanted something they could control with a fucking iron fist and that they could fucking put their hands up that 21 year old's ass and control them like a goddamn hand puppet and that's exactly. what it, it, it that's what it's all about it's like yeah so we could say whatever the fuck we want to say and still have that youthfulness and vigor well success yeah is, is a trajectory you can only work so much on either it's gonna happen or it doesn't you can't force it like you can't force somebody to sign uh give you a good record contract you can't force you know, a, a booking agent to book your band. It's like you have to, those things are some things that are like either going to happen or they aren't. You can push yourself in that direction, but, you know, the still, I mean, it thing, the, the dominoes have to fall down in the right order for that trajectory to go upwards instead of like going here and of then going course. down, you know? Somebody, somebody wrote a book about how do you survive in the newer music industry. It's an old guy, by the way. Yeah. David Byrne, I read his book. It was actually pretty good. Uh, it was David Byrne of the Talking Heads. He was trying to tell you how to how to use the internet and all the stuff that, uh-huh. like, you know a lot more of this stuff than I do yeah, because well. I'm still <laughs> kind of struggling with it. But, yeah, but you know, we're still a team. The book was saying, <laughs> we're he here. Was, you know, but even though point, he yeah. had a success in, mm-hmm. in the 70s up to the 90s with vinyl and CDs and stuff, he was telling, like, you know, he was talking about all the other avenues you had for, you know, different streaming music and this, that, and the other. A lot of it kind of went over my head. Yeah, but, I get what you're saying. And I don't remember the name of the book, but it was David Byrne, The Talking Ads. He wrote the book mm-hmm. in about 2000, I want to say it was 2015, but he was very detail-oriented about every type of way you could sell your music on the web. And then a lot of it was just like, well, you're going to have to play live and tour also, you know, and how you're going to... You know, how you're going to manage the, the booking of the shows and stuff, yeah. which the is a lot easier is, to do with yes, the internet. The music yeah. industry has changed drastically, and we've touched up on that on other episodes. Yeah, that's what savanting idiot is all, yeah. just learning and finding out stuff, whether it's, you suck! <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to, to go into that, right? The Yeasty Girl. Oh! the yeasty girls i'm glad he brought it up tell our listeners where yeah the yeasty i mean we got so yeah. lost in this conversation well this morning you know of course we're everybody's on facebook who isn't but it came up on my feed you know um 
compilation album. Yeah, comp, but not just a compilation album. It was just the one track that said the Yeasty Girls, and I was like, "What? The Yeasty Girls? This has to be the antithesis of the Beastie Beastie Boys, Boys, exactly." Like, what the fuck is the Yeasty Girls? And then this happened. So this, this is us or me this morning. Token Token. lick. That's a great lyric. And they were teamed up with Consolidated. Consolidated. Yeah. They're giving me that special cunnilingus kiss. Cunnilingus kiss. It's on your face that I'm gonna sit. Consolidated lingus. You can wiggle, you can jiggle your tongue on my clip. Wiggle and jiggle the tongue on the clip. Don't worry about making me have an orgasm. Just take your time and do it with enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. I'll try. Learn to love now it. You suck. These ladies are awesome. Awesome. Pretty These chicks are fucking badass. Look at her. So to anybody accusing us of toxic masculinity, you suck. You suck. Exactly. You suck the Johnny Wise. God damn, that's such a badass song. It's so funny. I'm, I'm pretty so, sure I regret that version. Never hearing that in my life before till this morning. But I'm grateful also that I got to hear it. He was like, oh fuck. Well, and they had me all the way. I'm not saying, you know, it's like but, but then they were like diving into the like territory. It's like not just do you have to get your red wings, or like you ha- if I have got a yeast infection, motherfucker, on the you rag. better suck that shit up too. I was like, <laughs> God damn. It's funny. I, I think the Yeasty Girls, they make Vanity Six and Apollonia Six look like Mary Poppins. <laughs> and, you know, do. it's funny because I told you earlier today, I actually, <laughs> I used to read a punk magazine called nah. Max, Maximum Rock and Roll. All right. And they would have ads. A lot of the bands were not even on indie labels. They were just putting out their own cassettes. Okay. And I ordered a Yeasty Girls cassette, I think in like 1988 See? or 89. And, I knew um, there was a reason why I had you on I the know, show. I know, exactly. Co-host. Yeah, I was like, what are what are their odds? It's like I just discover a band this morning that's so obscure that they don't even have an album. They're like featured on. And you were thinking, like, Doug's probably CDs. never heard of these And then pe- I was like, gals. I'm going to get Doug. I'm like, Doug, have you listened to this? And Doug's like, yeah, I ordered. Uh, <laughs> I know. I'm like, it? oh, God damn it, motherfucker. It's like <laughs> it's like me and my father competing about music, yeah. trying to be trying to one-up each other and stuff. No, but I'm yeah. glad. But that but, just... Uh, they what w- the cassette that I got they didn't have any of the dance beats they were mostly uh-huh. acapella I think right. one of the girls was doing like beatbox stuff okay. like stuff with her mouth which or is something. awesome too 
I but that this, tape that is like in a box somewhere. Is, I have to find it so we could talk about it later. Yeah, again, you do. Bring you got to dig that out of your archives. And you need to see sure. the flyer too. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'll send that to All you. Of that. But yeah, All it's that. just like they uh, they had a little lyric sheet that came with it, but it was separate from the tape. So I don't know if that'll have. I'll have that either. But. <laughs> <laughs>